You know, when I fucking lost my job in Long Beach, I went to Bukowski's grave. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. For weird, an answer. Right? For no, a... I mean, not for an answer, just because I was like... Zombie Bukowski crawled out of the grave. Yeah. No, like, but I'm kid. saying, it's like, it's fucking like, maybe I'm just as bad. You know, maybe I have the same fucking tendency. It's just for people who aren't these people that everybody else... Did you Instagram wants. yourself there? Probably. Oh... Special announcement, Heather's going to be permanently added to the show. So, <laughs> You guys, you guys asked for it. As it should be. And that's what's going to happen. You know? Um, so we've talked briefly that I've deactivated my Facebook account, and I think I'm going to make that a permanent change. But one thing I will miss on Facebook are the really insightful things people say uh, – after somebody dies, mm-hmm. uh, we've had a number of deaths in the comedy community lately. Right. And reading other comedians' <laughs> status updates on them. I'm, I'm getting broken up just thinking about it. They're really... <laughs> we've talked about this in a different vein about September 11th, but I, I also feel like the insightful things people write on suicide and death are, are key. And I just want to read a do few. Do you have some examples? I do, as a matter of fact. We had a, there's this comedian named Brody Stevens who uh, died recently and he was a beloved figure at the comedy store. Mm -hmm. Very funny, very unique. Mm -hmm. Really, there was nobody that was like him. I didn't know. Super funny. I didn't know the guy. I don't have any connection to him, but I saw him in a million different comedy shows and he's just, he just was doing stuff that other people, his style was very Brody. So after he died, of course, people had a lot to say. And I just want to read a few things that people said about Brody. Okay. Uh, R.I.P. Brody Stevens. Thank you for your notes. I use them in one of my jokes <laughs> to this day. I'm honored I made you laugh before you left this world. Heart, heart, heart. <laughs> so bad. It's very... It's all, it's, you're right. It's always about putting yourself yes. with them yes. at yeah. some level and being like, look, here's me with this, yeah. this dead person who's like getting a lot of attention. Give me attention yeah. too. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anthony yeah, yeah, Jeselnik's yeah. thing about this where he's like, don't forget about me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Always disgusting. in operation. And it's then disgusting. It's, and it's so obvious. Yes. You know, it's so obvious. This, this people are such fucking idiots. Listen, I think that you're being too hard and I'm going to read another one that is really beautiful and meaningful. Okay. I was at the the store, the comedy store, a few weeks ago, and I saw Brody Stevens get into an Uber. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I remember thinking how cool it will be when I organically cross paths with him on the scene. Oh, is this written by a retard? I'm here for everybody (laughs) all the time. R word. And then he ends by saying, I'm here for everybody all the time. Oh, Oh. fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off. That person should be banned from Los Angeles. I saw him get into an Uber. I can't wait to cross paths with him. Oh. Yeah. I was I was literally within twenty feet of him. I had I don't know pictures. The person who wrote this is a sociopath. (laughs) Like for sure. Like I can see there's like three levels of people writing about 
anybody really. Okay. There's the first level people that knew that person, right. right? And they have stories to share like, oh, one time he did this, one time this happened. There's people who were inspired, right? Uh, sure. I didn't know the guy, but his comedy was really moving to me or, or et cetera. And then there's people that are just inserting themselves into something that has nothing to do with them whatsoever. Right. It's like, it's it's not about the person's art that they produced or the work that they did or how they were as a person. It's just, I need to get involved. <laughs> I need my voice to be heard. This kind of goes back to our signaling conversation because in some ways it's like, you're right. To me, it seems so nakedly attention soliciting. Right. Right. But I think maybe for people who make these, and then you're right, the one there's no, there is zero uh, excuse for the people who like post a picture of you and that person, yes. and you're like, here's me and them, yeah. like R.I.P. Like I miss you, blah, blah, blah. that is just naked attention whoring. Right. On the other hand, I mean, I don't know, man. You know, maybe if you really did lose somebody that was really close to you, doing a Facebook post, then people would respond to would maybe be a way of like kibitzing with your community in a time in which you kind of want to remember this no, person. No, if you know I mean, them, I don't know. If you know? you know them and you post about it, it's fine. Like I, I think that's... Right. Like, and if somebody talks about their grandfather died or whoever, there's nothing wrong. Like that's... You want to see that other people are grieving and they have this experience with the person. Right. But it, the problem with Facebook, if we, as we've discussed, is it incentivizes... The, everybody's posting about this person who died. So you mm-hmm. see that and you go like, I need to get in on I this. I need to be in here. Because I, yeah, I can get yeah, some yeah. likes Group out of here. Think. I, yeah. I, my, yeah, yeah. my opinion should, I don't, yeah. I want to make sure people know, but people don't care if you say, if you don't say anything, nobody cares. Nobody's looking for your opinion. But the, the, you get into this headspace where well, you think that like, he, this is yeah, a thing that needs your hot created, take. Social media has created this atmosphere where if people aren't like getting like the next hit of attention, they're just like down in the fucking dumps, yeah. you know, really? It's like it's really sick. Gross. It's so people. sick. It's like, like people need people validation scrambling to like post a picture with them and the person, yeah. you know? And this, here's another one. This is not about Brody Stevens. This is about another comedian. I'm going to leave this comedian's name out because I don't think he was as well known and it might be obvious who okay. wrote this, but... This is a, a comedian died and somebody posted this. Mm. I was hoping it was a sick joke, but it's not. C- comedian, name edited, was such a kind and funny person. And I wish I got to know him better. I'm sad I'll never get to tell him about the big old crush I had on him. Oh my God. My, uh. my heart goes out to all those close to him. Let's all love each other. Read this interview and then go tell your crushes you like them. It's so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, that's just... just so disrespectful. It's ghoulish. What a ghoul to think that that needed to be said yeah, right what? then. Yeah. I had a, so bizarre. I had a crush on this How, person. People just like cannot keep anything to themselves. Well, again, I think Is that what it is? It's, no, maybe this is just who we are now, man. Again, maybe we're just bugs and you just signal shit. You just signal. You're just like, yeah, this person died. Signal, signal, signal. And, you know, it's like this is... I'm just adding my signal to the fucking... The, the like it's just creating this noise that's right. like showing like oh this was a person that we liked here's more noise here's more noise i always like wonder you know it's so foreign to me this type of thinking but it's like the people who lined up and cried at princess diana's funeral or something you know what i mean like people who go to celebrities well, funerals i, I don't think this way different. at all <laughs> like it's so foreign to me like you know what i mean anybody who even 
you remember people used to go crazy at me over the shit on Facebook because yeah. anytime somebody would die, I would say the opposite signal. Right. I'd be like, you guys are all fucking idiots. Like yeah. nobody, why are you saying these things? Right. Hmm. But maybe it was actually me that was naive because maybe people like doing this sort of like elephant mourning thing where they're all just kind of like, <laughs> you know, they're all just like sitting around in their little community and being like, <laughs> you know, and this is the, how you collectively create that noise and being part of the community just kind of like feels good to be like, here's my little fucking, you know, here's my little uh, adding my voice to the chorus of voices that are l- lamenting this guy. You well, know? I would lamenting agree. Lamenting is the wrong word, but you know, whatever. Lamenting the death. Lamenting yeah. the death of uh, this guy. I would agree with that if they Can't were. fucking talk today. That's all right. I, I would agree with that if they were like written in that vein and it's sure. sort of I, I, I agree that there's group mourning and that's healthy right. like, I don't think there's anything wrong with people necessarily crying at Princess Diana dying not mm. crying I mean the people literally went to the funeral that to me is like insane but I, that's not yeah, insane but she was behavior like a national that's, figure you know right exactly that, I don't think that's crazy that's more of an acknowledgement and like a respect because in in england like they they love the monarchy there you know they love it you know here we don't have something that's comparable so yeah people i can't even pretend to know what that's like culturally but, but if like when people when david bowie died and people were like sad about it publicly i, I was yeah. fine with it it's just when it turns into this weird like you don't have any connection at all to this thing, right. but you're I, yeah, still I, I inserting yourself. I think there's definitely a gross way to do this. When you're taking the chorus of voices and pointing them towards yourself, yes. that's when it's gross. Yes. When yeah. you're saying like me, 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 me. Yeah. That's when it's, that's when it's I, I think But gr- it's like just maybe just being like there. It's not Group so morning. I mean, I, I, to, to me though, personally, honestly, it's crazy. I mean, the whole thing is crazy. Yeah. You know? But because uh, I, I just think celebrity worship in general is evil and fucked up. You should sure. never worship a celebrity. Right. Mm. That's like idol worship, like yeah. the Bible. And well, not yeah. that I'm a fucking biblical or religious, but I'm saying it's like they warned against that. You're not supposed to worship these fucking humans right. on earth. They're just a human. You, know, you like their music, fine. Right. That being said, you know, when I fucking lost my job in Long Beach, I went to Bukowski's grave. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. For weird, an answer. Right? No, I mean, not for an answer, just because I was like... Zombie Bukowski crawled out of the grave. Yeah, No, like, but I'm saying, kid. it's like, it's fucking like, maybe I'm just as bad, you know? Maybe I have the same fucking tendency. It's just for people who aren't these people that everybody else... Did you Instagram wants. yourself there? Probably. Oh. I mean, w- but whatever. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like... That's gross. Why would you... But it wasn't like he was well, dead the for last grave years. I went you know to. what I mean? It's not like I was trying to like get in <laughs> on but his you took, death. I took a picture of it. Well, right, I took a like, picture of the grave. It's of, not trying uh, to hijack. <laughs> you took a pilgrimage to Anton. No, Nelson's I didn't take a grave. pilgrimage. I was there for a concert at the uh, you Hollywood know the, the Hollywood Forever yeah. Cemetery, and I've I, Anton Yelkin's grave is there, and there's like a statue of him, like on the grave, and there's like a like fan letters and flowers and stuff like that. I thought that was like really sad when he died. But it's I don't sad. know. It's I wouldn't write him a letter. Sad. This <laughs> is clearly insane. This is morbid, but. I wonder how brain numbingly crazy those last moments of his life were when he's stuck. Oh my God. And, Can you imagine? And and he's like, but I'm a, I'm like a movie star. Like yeah. this I doesn't, don't think he was I'm thinking stuck about on this fucking thing. Yeah. It's a terrible way to go. I don't think he was thinking. But I'm I'm a that's movie what star. I would think. I would be like, <laughs> I think Wait he a was minute. thinking, holy in... fuck, my car just pinned me. Yeah. 
this doesn't happen to somebody like me. Right, this is right. like oh, this on. is a this is I don't peasant think you're, shit. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Yeah. No, if I was a big star, I'm not saying if I if that happened to me now, I'd be like, well, yeah, fucking this course. Makes, this yeah. makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's, everyone's going to laugh at me when I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying if I was a, a well-known person. Mm, but yeah. the other thing that was disturbing about these, and it's in that one, the second one I read about Brody Stevens, is like this tendency that people have after a suicide, especially, when mm-hmm. everybody starts saying like, oh, if you need help, reach out Reach out. Yeah. Because I'm listen, here for you. Listen, as somebody Wait, who this has guy been killed suicidal. This Brody Stevens. He did Brody commit suicide. suicide. How yes. old was he? He was in his 48? 40s. Why did he kill himself? Do we know? Well, he was struggling. He for, Throughout his life, he struggled with mental illness, you know? Right. Um, I think he was bipolar. Yeah. Um, he but of- he, like, he, he would have, like, manias. Like, famously, he had a mania that he would talk about on podcasts. Like, this is, like, 2011, 2012, where he had, like, this crazy mania that he was just, like, talking about. And, and he was not... Um, he was very open about all of this stuff. So people knew. Um, so could I say it's, like, the most surprising thing I've ever heard? No. Um, I don't know. Like, what... <laughs> I every person I've ever known of or been connected to who has committed suicide, I haven't been that surprised. Right. You know, because we and do you think the problem in Brody Stevens' life was that he didn't have people to reach out to? Like no, that he didn't know? no, no, that's not the problem. I I feel like we people... still culturally have um such a lack of a grasp on mental illness that yeah. we still don't understand like I think it's, you know, how and why this happens and why he would do, you know, I mean, I get it. This is part (laughs) of the things, the thing I really love about Andrew Yang is that he calls out, you know, he says we have the highest suicide rate like ever right now. And we have the highest rate of all these fucking terrible things. And he's looking at that not as a personal problem, which is what society makes you think, right? Society says, oh, if you're, if you're uh, depressed, if you feel bad, you have an illness. There's something wrong with you. Right. Right? It was a big Ted Kaczynski thing. Sure. He says, imagine a society that's so fucked up and so bad and so uh, unable to provide people the things they need to feel happy. Hmm. What would that society do if it really wanted to oppress its people and keep its people in power? It would give them drugs... To make them happy. Okay, so you're tying this to the pharmaceutical. No, I'm not companies. saying it's the pharmaceutical companies. I'm just saying a lot of people. The, the entire idea, the entire idea, <laughs> the entire notion that if you feel really bad, it's because there's an illness living inside of you. No, is that's something not is something just is something that a toxic, fucked up society does to people to make it so that they don't rebel against the society. And that's why everybody's fucking medicated. I feel depressed. I have the, you know, I've been diagnosed with every fucking one of these things. What you things? go, you, what are they? Anxiety, what, what depression, is, oh. you know, this disorder, that disorder. You go to the fucking psychiatrist, they are going to give you fucking drugs. That's what they're going to do. Well, yeah, I, I just went yeah. a couple times recently. They give you whatever you want. You're like, I'm anxious. Xanax. I'm, I'm, uh, my, you know, I need trouble focusing. Here's a fucking well, no, bottle I, full I, of I amphetamine salts. I mean, it's literally, <laughs> literally, yeah. they'll give you whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's actually happening is people like I, I don't know who this person is, so I, I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak about him. But people feel this deep unsatisfaction, this deep depression about 
the situation that society puts them in, the thing it, it tries to make them chase, the total lack of values or family or connection. Well, yeah, and then they think, oh, if I don't like this shithole world that people have given me, it's my fault, right? And it must be because I have a disease. So give me these pills that are going to make me feel better. Oh, they don't make me feel better. Feel worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then boom, you're done. That's my take. Right. But that's that's a kind of a generalization too, though, because it doesn't. There's no physiological basis for any of this. But let's let's say someone's having uh, someone's bipolar and they're having like a, a total manic episode, right? Yeah, sure. So okay. what what does that come from exactly? What is causing that mania? Where is well, that? Well, I think it's pressures of society. I think it's the drugs. I think it's the overwhelming amount of drugs that society gives you to cope with the initial problems. That then become more and more ingrained into your like what? behavior. All kinds of drugs. I mean, you know, I don't want to say weed immediately, but there's all kinds of pharmaceutical drugs. Now weed is widespread use. That shit definitely fucks with but, your but, head. But let's focus on like just let's say a manic episode because that's sure. when crazy shit happens for bipolar people. They swing right. into uh, the, the to- total. I have a family member who went through this, right? They got yeah, me in, too. Got My into mom went through this. a. Uh, altercation at a hotel and they were thrown in jail um just behaving completely out of character sure. for them yep so what is like what where does that come from it comes from because people's I, minds being fragile I think, and and when certain levels of pressure come in when when you don't have things that are healthy in your life like familial connections being surrounded by people that you genuinely love and have actual f- connections with, not like... But what if people have all those things? Because there's plenty of people with mental illness who have what could be described as relatively Then fine. they're missing something. You know what I mean? They're, they're missing something that they're struggling with, whether that's something they think they should have that they don't have, whether it's something that um, is pressing down on them in a way that they don't fully understand, whether it's the fact that our society has no fucking purpose in it besides to like get famous and rich. And maybe they haven't gotten to that level yet. I mean, there's a million reasons why. Well, I I I want to just say, before I'm done with this fucking speech, hold on, before I'm done with this speech, I just want to say, have you seen the Joker trailer? Yes. It looks so fucking good. (laughs) Anyway, so I watched the Joker Joker trailer like 17 times. And the number one comment, which is great because it has like tens of thousands of likes on it, is creating Joker 1989, throw him into a wasted chemical. Creating Joker 2019, throw him into society. Which I think is such a fucking dead on thing. It's like the, the problem is that the society we live in is fucking broken and toxic beyond belief. And getting out of it is so hard. It's so hard to be able to zoom out and see it because you get so sucked in. I mean, I've gotten sucked in over the past couple of years just thinking about money, trying to get a little bit more money, a little bit more money. And it's so bad for your brain. It's so fucking bad for it. Sure. And you got to find a way to break out of it without blaming yourself. You know, you got to say, no, the problem is not me. The problem is that I'm stuck in front of screens eight hours a day hmm. and I have no connection to anybody around me, you know, like... Yeah. Anyway. Well, no, I th- I think that the things we value in this society are extremely damaging. You know, yeah, the, exactly. fact, like everything's right. about like being rich, being famous, getting likes, having followers. I, I and let me just say I do think uh mental illness is real because I have suffered from it since childhood. 
Um, and it's, and I do think there's a huge genetic component to it. Um, I'm not a doctor or scientist or anything, but I really feel that. Um, but I do think that the world we live in exacerbates mental illness. And that is why we are seeing these huge rising suicide rates, these huge spikes in suicide. Um, and also like huge spikes in addiction and drug abuse, you know, because like, I, I'm totally like, I've never been on meds for my depression, like in my life. Um, the, like a couple of weeks ago, I kind of like caved a little and I went to my doctor is like, do I, I, sh- I think I should be on something like I should be on an antidepressant. And I'm not entirely sure if that's going to like fix whatever it is that's like going Have you on been with taking me. It? I haven't started yet. I'm scared. Mm. I got, I picked it up and I'm like, I've just been like looking at the bottle. Like it's an albatross. I'm just like, I don't know if I can even like dip my toe into this. I have fears about it, you right. know? Yeah. Cause it can, and once I just, you get into it, it can get worse. Well, yeah. I just like, keep like Googling all these things. Yeah, there was yeah. actually recently an article I saw in uh, the New Yorker. I believe it was the New Yorker um, about a woman who, you know, she was placed on, you know, antipsychotics and antidepressants at a young age, like probably like, 16 17 she had a suicide attempt and they put her on all these meds and then like throughout the years like they kept you know changing the meds like all the stuff and she kept having all these like crises and now she's like totally off meds and like now she's like doing much better with just like a combination of like you know talk therapy and things like that um and I've been like doing talk therapies for 19 years and I think that's one of the most beneficial things um that anyone could do is just going to therapy um, but also our society seems to discourage that. I mean, obviously not, not in like Los Angeles, you know, where like everybody's like going to see a therapist, you know, and it's like in, but I think one of the things that is most wrong with our society is that we're spiritually impoverished. Yeah, I agree with that. No, I, I totally feel like, agree. I totally um, and this kind of relates back to the stuff about the way we react to death. Right. Um, I feel like the way we talk about death in the society is very strange, we talk about it as like pretty much the worst thing that could ever happen to you. When in reality, I feel like for a lot of people, death is something that they may need. Um, they I may need. Yeah. They I, need. I had a boyfriend who uh, died uh, several years ago and he was, you know, he was mentally ill. Like he, I forget what his diagnosis was exactly, but he had like such bad anxiety. Like I would see him like shaking, like, like it was that bad um anxiety depression you know he had been adopted uh he was a caretaker for his mom who died of ms you know um you know from a young age like he was taking care of her he was like 14 or 15 when he had to do that because his dad like had an affair and left the family like so he like went through a lot of shit you know and i saw him basically like falling apart and you know you know a couple weeks before he died like his psychiatrist like changed his meds and all this stuff and that was a contributing factor to his death was multiple drug toxicity. Um, so I think we just, I think we repeatedly fail people. Um, and I, and I really feel like for him, like staying alive would, would be horrible. Like he was really suffering, you know? Um, sometimes people like, and I hate saying this, like, cause I've been suicidal myself, but like, you know, sometimes like I kind like you have to respect like somebody who's like you know who wants to tap out. Like it's just like because some of the stuff is like so heavy. Like the world is fucking heavy. You know, it really is. Well, that was my thing about Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before. Is like when he 
killed himself. He was in the throes of Louis well, body dementia. Well, that's a very different thing. I mean, but that's, it's, that's it, totally different. It's not different in that he made a decision that people like are... Like, he would rather die than suffer like Yeah, because he, well, okay. he was... I mean, if you have some terminal disease that's completely making your life absolutely terrible, I mean, that's a very different thing. But that's... That's a diff- totally but that, different category. But it's not, because Louis body dementia no, is a, a brain thing, sure. right? It's yeah. not a. It's not like a physical... Well, but cri- dementia, crippling. there is very clear physiological deteriorating signs. It's like if you have MS, that's like something you can see in your sure. brain so, scan. So the, the point is that if you're like living a life of constant suffering, like if you're suffering that much, it's it, it's not unhealthy for you to be like, yeah, maybe I need to exit. I just... It, I get but, totally and, depends and on the context. I, I, I guess I guess if you have the... if you have you know leprosy or something. I mean, if if literally you have a disease, an actual literal disease that is destroying your body, right? If you have MS and you're just fucking getting worse and worse and worse, degenerating, degenerating. Somebody like that who's like, I don't want to continue this just a life of endless pain, right? That I understand. Feeling depressed is a different thing. There is no physiological basis to that. And so killing yourself because of that, I think, is uh, the fact that we're saying, yeah, just see you later. I mean, is truly a function of an overpopulated, broken well, society. Saying, you know, that's who's, just being like, okay, who's, don't, who's don't saying, take up any more resources. No, 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 no. Who's saying see you later? Not see you later. I'm saying it, it's just like the idea that we're saying that that's okay. It's like, to me, that's not okay. Like, to me, it's like, no, you have to um, try and sort out what's making you feel that badly and to push against it, you know? Mm. And that's your purpose in life. Your purpose in life is to find out what's making you feel that way and fight against it, really, or, or make sure you don't but you feel know, it You anymore. know, when you, because um, I've studied, like, all types of, like, spirituality and, like, I'm really into, like, you know, Buddhist-type thinking and, and part of, like part of life is suffering part of life right, is pain exactly, like you wouldn't exactly. you wouldn't understand um what life is without pain without suffering right. right um and that's why i feel like we are lacking in like uh there is like what i call spiritual impoverishment in this country because just like the way we like we're we're just about like having things and you know making money and being better than that person and everything's a contest and i i think it's like really pathetic you know um and you know years ago like when i was a teenager be like yeah i want to be fucking famous like today i think that's like a nightmare like that sounds outrageous to me um well, so or, i think that- or then you get it and you realize how empty it is. You know what I mean? It's right. like, I, I used to well, be it's so like when I, when the I was super about poor being rich and, right, exactly. and being happy. Right. You know? When I was super poor, you know, not that long ago, I, I would have said, you know, Oh, it's, um, you know, my, the solution to my problems is making a little bit of money a year. And then you get into it and you are doing it. And it's just like, no, it's still not enough. No, it's not even close to enough. And right. it's not, it's not even like, it's not even remotely resembling what you you thought you'd be less stressed. No, you're more stressed. You right. know, it's like you, you more think, money, more problems. Right? You think you're going to get these things, and then <laughs> oh, then true. you're going to be happy. But it's like no, being happy is about it's internal. Right. It's I, about know. it's about somehow finding a way to take the pain, take pain when you need it to build yourself up, but then also to not allow the shithole society to make you care about the wrong things to separate you from yourself and to separate you from the people that you really love. You know I mean? It's like 
you have to try and live in such a way that is not the way that our rotten system is trying to fucking make you live. And, you know, I'm struggling with this right now because I kind of, you know, I think it's an annealing process. I think you, you know, you burn and then you chill and then you burn and then you chill, which is how you grow and get better and get better and better. Right. Like, and I've spent the past year and a half being very, you know, behaving correctly. You know what I'm saying? What What does that entail? You know, uh, saying the right things, not losing my temper, um, you know, networking, right. uh, you know, the being, incentives of work, right. The incentives of work is being, being nice in the workplace, uh, yes. having my resume look a certain way, writing the things that other people want me to write, right. you know, uh, like being a good boy, yeah. right. Which is sometimes important. You can't just be a total fucking degenerate your whole life. Right. I don't know about that. But where, where, <laughs> where it got me honestly was into a place of like, real anxiety where where it's like I'm trapped in this new person that I've become, right? And, you know, then it's now time to burn again. You know, it's time to fucking break out of that because if you stay there forever, you know, just f- afraid like, oh, if I don't have this much money in my bank account, like I'm, I'm not going to like get to the like, no, fuck that. You got to fucking just let it go. You know, and and you gotta just be like, I'm gonna do what I want now. You know, and well, you gotta you gotta go back and forth. It's back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth. You know, you sometimes you gotta be fucking miserable, and then sometimes you gotta go. I'm gonna do do and be sure. exactly what I want. Uh, do you think that one of like the contributing factors to why our society is so miserable is that like the American dream is like a total lie? Yeah, well, but, that's know. a big. I mean, debt, right? How about we start with that? How about we get sixty percent of the fucking sixty percent of the country out of debt? Maybe then people won't be killing themselves in more numbers than ever. And that's why I like Andrew Yang, because he's saying they're being like, these numbers are really bad yeah. and we're clearly doing something wrong. So how do we fix this? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this I meditate. Do you meditate? Well, I've heard meditation. I do right? TM. Transcendental. Transcendental meditation. meditation. I think it's helped quite a bit. Um, yeah, I'm always like doing like different, like spiritual work. Like I, I work with a shamanic healer. Um, I, <laughs> that sounds wild. I know, but what does all... a shamanic healer do? Well, I'm shamanic done, like, healing some meditative, um, exercises with her. Um, she basically like guided <laughs> meditation. Touch. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, you know, sometimes like she might like touch your head or something like it's a group meditation, but okay. like, um, what happens in transcendental meditation? What happens in yeah. it? Um, well, it's a practice of uh meditation where, uh, so it's 20 minutes twice a day and you're given a, you have to learn from a certified TM teacher and you're given a specific, unique uh mantra that you're never supposed to repeat out loud to anybody Mm. and um and they give it to you correct and in transcendental meditation it's basically it's effortless you're just like sitting um in a chair with your neck unsupported you know eyes closed um and it's just like it's supposed to be i think 20 times more restful than actual sleep um, cause every time I do it, I get like a huge burst of energy. It's like very energizing. Um, it's also like a thought dumping process. So like if you're having like any thoughts that are like circulating in your head, you, you might be thinking stuff and then you have to like go back to the mantra, you know, that's all I'll say, but <laughs> you have to learn it from a, a TM teacher. Do you guys want to hear my mantra? Sure. We shouldn't be hurting people. <laughs> it's just Brett Rader in your head. <laughs> Wait, who is that? Brett Rader. Who's Brett Rader? He used to co-host Unpopular Opinion. And oh. he 
told Isaac that we shouldn't be hurting people. Yeah, he told oh, me also. okay, okay, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Clearly, you haven't been listening to. I did episode. listen. I listened Heather. to. Shouldn't almost... be hurting people. That's right. I'm offended. There, there's not a soundbite of me yet. Give us time. Damn. We need a good one. You gotta. You gotta really spit out something. <laughs> compelling okay Rich. all right so this episode has gone completely off the rails no 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 no, no it hasn't no, gone it, off the rails we're having a conversation we go back to complaining about annoying people on social media that's, <laughs> that's how i avoid being depressed that, that's everybody's that's everybody's favorite but uh, i think the, the point that we never got to was how uh, when discussing suicide people kind of rely on this oh just reach out yeah oh just, yeah, yeah if you need help which is really like if every time I've been actually suicidal, I'm isolating myself. Yes, you know? and and pe- you- the, I mean the th- people that post that are really the worst people in the world because nobody who's ever posted that I've been like, oh yeah, I'm gonna call this person. Yeah. <laughs> all- you know, the next time I'm writing out my suicide note, I'm gonna yeah. call this person. You're, you're like, I would. That would no. Yeah. Yeah, I, a, no, I think those things make people more suicidal. Have you seen those? Well, yeah, because it puts the onus. I mean, here's the thing. If you're actually serious about trying to take care of the people in your life that you care about, you have to do the work of contacting them, staying in touch with them, take them out, do whatever, yeah. like be a, a presence in their life. And if you're not willing to do that, don't lie to yourself and say, reach out if you need anything. Right, exactly. Just say, yeah, I, yeah, I don't I'm here. Gi- yeah, right, 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 right. Just say, I don't give a fuck. I don't yeah. care about you. Right, because right. at least when you're not doing anything, you're admitting yeah. that you're not versus this fake sure. thing where it's like, oh, I said I'm available. So all the right. suicidal people who need someone to talk to, they'll just get in touch and I'll be fine and I can go about my stupid life. Right. No, exactly. It's like one of those people saying, I'm here. It's like... Yes. You think calling you, yeah. Mr. Like, I'm here if you need me, yeah. that's going to make somebody feel better? Like, no, they're going to feel a lot worse. And they're worse. not going to call right. you. Yeah, they're not going to call you. Exactly. Right. Because it never they, happened. Because yeah. they, know never that, happened. they know what you're saying is Well, when, I, when I'm at the lowest point of my existence, <laughs> like, I'm honestly not thinking about, I'm thinking about how I'm a failure, how I'm a burden, yeah, right, how nobody exactly. loves me, right. how I should probably check into a hospital. I have told people, like, I feel like I should check into a hospital for suicidal ideation. And they're just like, yeah. Do what you have to do. <laughs> no, that's exactly and right. It's like, no, the more you complain, like, you're not talking totally to like true. you're not talking to like a trained true. professional. So yeah. I would encourage people who are actually having these feelings. Honestly, I've thought about it so many times. Is checking yourself into a hospital, dude? When I when um, my parents were getting, reaching out to a mental health professional sure. of some type, calling the suicide hotline. No, I've done it. I I went to the emergency room twice when I really had my total. Breakdown, which is in my book that you yeah. read about when I was 25. But anyway, uh, I, uh, you know, when I, my parents were getting divorced, when I was like, it's 18 coming back to school, I would like tell my guy friends like, oh yeah, like this really sucks. And they'd be like, okay, dude. Yeah. Like, and they, they don't want to fucking hear about it. Yeah. And also, well, because also, also I mean, people men want things, don't want to yeah, hear about emotional hear things about ever. No, but, but people want things. I do realize that misery, people say misery loves company, meaning like, people want other people to be sad around you. Yeah. And that's true in the sense of when things are like going bad for me, I do realize that people like being around. Like they want to hear that shit's going wrong. You know, like I I do realize that, but they don't want to like help, help you. Yeah. No, no, no. They they want to be around you and like, like be there, but they're not going to like sit there and like talk you through. They want to talk you through when things are going really well. 
Like when you have a great mm. opportunity, people all want to like give you advice. Like, oh, yeah, do this, do this, do this. Do you think do that's this, because this. people are like they want some benefit? Well, I know it's like or... I'm like that too. If I have some guy who's if some friend of mine was constantly being like, dude, I'm suicidal, mm. I'm really bad. Like, I would definitely go and like hang out with them. But at a certain point, I would say like, dude, you have to get you got to get this is you're on your own, help. man. It's like yeah, like you nobody's gonna pull you out of this. You know, like you're gonna have to pull but yourself even, out. You know? I, it, but that's I true. I think that people expect that that's what they they want from their friends, but I don't even think that's true. I think we just go in there and assume that we need to do the emotional labor of like bringing somebody up, but you really can't like, no, you can't exactly. It's not going to help, but I don't, I don't think the people that are sad, like necessarily want that. Sometimes they just want someone there just to be there and it's that's true it's annoying when somebody's like oh come on man blah, blah, blah. but if you're just present for right, somebody right. it's like hey let's go get a movie let's see a see movie what, or it's right. like i think that's yeah. the best thing let's can, go eat yeah it can really help to just be around somebody yeah, being, yeah. that's what you need the, being present for someone is what's lots, important lots Not of things can help honestly like honestly it's okay it's okay to feel bad. Like it's okay. Definitely. Like like part of life is is like I said before is pain and suffering and darkness. Absolutely. And that's just yeah, what it is. Not everything is like everything's fucking like happy and great all the time, you know? That's how we grow. We grow from pain, you know. Otherwise, yeah. how would you That's what humanity is. Like if you didn't experience pain, how would you know what being yeah, human well, is? Yeah, well how would you know what good is? And uh, yeah, and I think it's right. really about remembering that and trying to figure out the solution to whatever is causing that for you right now. And sometimes the solution is very complicated and it's very difficult to find. Yeah. And I know that I've, you know, come to these bridges a million times in my life. There's always going to be another one where things are really dark and really bad. And then eventually, you know, you find your way across. It just takes a long fucking time of trying and right. trying to figure out what, it, what am I, usually for me, it's a framework of thinking. Mm-hmm. Like when I look at myself, 23, 24, when I first got to law school, I was thinking about things in the most fucked up, insane way. Like, I remember, man, this sounds so fucking terrible. Uh-oh. But it was just like... Do I have to get the button ready? I, I had this... I was dating this really gorgeous black girl okay. who was a, wa- a waitress and super cool. And I was so attracted to her. And I met her at like a thing... But my law school, like, politics was that I wanted this other girl who was, like, the hot girl of the law school, right? Even though I had this great girl. What? Like, right in front she's of me. She's saying because she's a waitress and yeah. she's not, like, yeah. Oh, you needed to be a power type. couple. Right, right. I wanted to be power. I, I had decided that I was going to dominate the law school. Like, you were right? looking I was for, insane. like, a Jackie O Right, right. I, I was fucking nut. I mean, I was a child, you know what I mean? Like panties off? I, I, was, I don't think that's uh, <laughs> applicable. But... Uh, <laughs> you wanted to be the, 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 yeah, the daddy I wanted of the to law be school. Yeah, I wanted to be the, right, the man, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, in order to be the man, I need to date this girl. Yeah. Right? And thinking back to that attitude that I had before I had my kind of, like, anxious breakdown was like that was so obviously what was wrong right you know that way of thinking about things thinking about not what was making me happy but what would look good in front of other people in order so i could be this like guy like that method of thinking was so fucking insane and it was like so miserable like obviously making me so miserable but it took me years 
or, you know, it took me traveling to Vietnam, the, the, all these fucking terrible feelings, being like straight up suicidally anxious for like three months. Mm. It took me all that to like untangle all that shit and free myself from that method of thinking. And I think that that's what sure. life is. It's constantly finding that new way of thinking well, no matter feel, what your I, situation is that makes it so that you can enjoy life again. You know? I, well, I feel like working on yourself is something that is so underrated and yeah. people don't, they're like, why? I don't want to change anything. People love like staying the same, being stuck in the same habits. Well, you know, lazy. Doing, people are fucking lazy. Well, they're lazy, but then there's another component. The biggest component to it is fear. People are afraid. They're afraid. Yeah, I think fear afraid. is one of the biggest motivators that people have. And it, it prevents them from changing things. It prevents them from exploring new ideas. That's why people don't go to therapy. They're afraid. They're afraid, you know? Yeah. And staying the same is the easiest thing you can do, you yeah. know? Because I've been doing a lot of, like, self-work that's, like, been really painful. And I can totally understand why people choose to stay the same yeah, well, it's also you know give- so you have to like just let go of your fear and like honestly like be like i'm gonna do this you know to better myself to give people credit too if your life is functional and you're like oh i'm okay even though i'm unhappy a lot of the time sure, you get right. stuck you get frozen you're gonna be like i, I don't want to do anything to upset right, this exactly. balance yeah. so and, and you got to be ready you got to be ready to fall all the way down man you got to really be ready to just break it and like become a fucking homeless mm. person like yeah. you got to be ready to hard. go there that's know? hard for people because we we make people so nervous about that I know, stuff i know the, the way it's that so we, scary yeah we we make it seem like uh, i mean we do this from a young age with kids like as soon as they get out of high school or while they're in high school, all right, if you fuck this up, if you you're don't right. get straight yeah, A's, yeah, you're not going to do a good college. If you don't get a good college, right. you're not going to have a good life. You're right, going to be right, a big right. fucking loser. Yeah. And that's that fear that, that carries people forever. So if they're just doing okay, they're like, well, this is good enough. I'm not broke and homeless and poor, no. even though I'm the deeply easiest, unhappy. Right. The easiest place for me to be in was when I was broke as fuck. When I had first moved here, drinking all the time, writing though, but right, right. I'm a writer, you know, like I'm a writer. So I'm a cool Bukowski, you know, fucking writer <laughs> guy. That was like some of the happiest I've ever been. Right. Even though I was terror, constantly terrified of not making enough money. Right. At least I was like scraping by and I had that like soul that was me. Yeah. Whereas I've gotten to this place after a year and a half of influencer marketing, corporate shit, where it's like, I'm in that place of the opposite. Like, I'm in the place where you get in that place where you get so scared of going down at all. And you're trying to get up. But, like, the higher you get up, the little bit more money you have, the little bit more money they have, the more, like, shit you start buying. And, like, being in that middle frozen place is the fucking worst sometimes, yeah. you know? Because... Uh, you really can get all that because, pr- like you're saying, your life is functioning, right? And everybody's like happy with you, but you're not really happy with yourself. Well, yeah, because you other people see you and they go like, "Oh, he, oh yeah. he's doing well. Yeah, doing well. Like got, he's doing great. Got yourself a little yeah, job there. Right, nice right, place yeah, to live. He's, he's always people are getting married. He's yeah. like blah blah blah, you know. And it's like <laughs> you got to be willing to fall from grace. You know, you got to be willing to say, especially it's like, dude like not to my new wife Gracie not to like <laughs> crap on her but when you have somebody else in your ear all the time yeah. constantly pushing you to like do the right thing it's even harder you know and it's not Gracie's fault and it's so much of her contributions to my life are really really good of course and you know I wouldn't have married her if anything else was true but still there are negative parts to having somebody else in your ear 24 7 of Mm -hmm. course just like there's negative parts to anything and when you have somebody else saying to you 
be safe, be safe, be safe, be safe all the time. It starts to separate you from yourself, you know? Yeah. You got to be careful with that shit. Yeah. Difficult balance to maintain, to like keep that core. You got to keep it. You got to fucking, I know, dude, I'm reading Down and Out in Paris and London right now. So fucking good. George Orwell's first book. Mm -hmm. And it's him just being utterly poor right in mm. in paris and london and like he calls it hard up which means zero dollars yeah and he's like scraping by trying to get like a little bit of money yeah. he's pawning everything and women uh, don't have to do that well no he's he literally says that <laughs> many times he's like oh if I was my legs <laughs> no that's what he says he says all you know the time I mean? if i was a woman i wouldn't have to fucking do this. oh he did say that yeah, he says it constantly. oh okay and uh he says though you know when you're in that state it's incredibly freeing yeah because you're like mm you have zero anxiety you're just like i i just need to eat that's uh, it when i first moved to la i i remember that state very well i had no job you were in it i was living in a hotel i would go do living in a hotel i lived in uh, the mayflower hotel were you like using your savings to pay for it uh yeah i had some savings and i was picking up like random temp jobs and stuff i had i knew i had enough money to to float for a while but it was still. I would just go do crazy shit. Yeah, exactly. I met yeah. I met Brian Singer. Ooh. We, we did not fuck. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I was an extra on some short film that he was executive producing, and I saw him roll in with his two Lambos and his like harem of of twinks. Oof! Wow. So like, I'd never have those interactions now. Yeah, in right. My, my daily stupid life. But like then, just because I was all over the place. That shit would happen. Weird, serendipitous yeah, things would happen. Totally. Well, yeah, that's. Uh, it's a good point because now I'm just I live in the suburbs ish. Do you feel like apartment. numbed out though? Do you feel like like scrambling to like get? I don't out feel. Of- sc- I don't feel scrambling because, uh, but I definitely feel like not very exciting. Yeah, I feel yeah, very sucks. very blah. Feeling. Yeah. So I, I probably need to throw everything into disarray pretty soon definitely definitely getting, you gotta break it man. getting especially ready especially me i i, I needed I need like a, a good break. year of comfort right that's the same same exact feeling i needed to like be cushy for a minute yeah and then you need the fucking yeah i need, need to get wild yeah again. right i agree totally agree because you can moving, never lose that moving was like when i moved i used to live in koreatown i lived there for like seven years and then i moved here and i was like oh this will be a new adventure but it's not. Uh, all, I, all I've done is I've made my life more convenient. It's more right. convenient to work. But and convenience is good. It helps productivity. It does know? in some ways, but it also like what it also makes you, lazy. It makes you lazy. Oh, like, that's I, true. Well, I used to read a lot more because I would take the bus home, so I have a lot more time for reading and, and thinking. And now it's so close, I don't have any time for that anymore. Yeah. Even though I do, but I don't because I'm not forced to. Right. So, and yeah, also you start to. I mean, thank God we have this. Yeah. Right. But you start to thank lose. Christ. Thank Christ. What the hell? Would <laughs> I mean, at least we have this. But it, you know, I you, I I remember vividly of in the past year when I abandoned. I I always you know from all since that kind of law school breakdown, I've thought as a writer, yeah. which means I'm recording things as I'm going along. I'm thinking about. I'm always write, having a running list of article ideas. Right. That mm-hmm. just is how my brain works. Mm-hmm. And I remember abandoning that. Like I remember the moment of last year where I was like, all right, side projects done. Yes. Now I'm just going to focus on my current job. And that was honestly when shit went bad Mm. 
Because it was really, you need that side shit. That's what really keeps you going. Never lose the fucking side projects. Because right. as soon as you lose that and you double down on the current thing, that's when you really fucking lose it. Because then, you know, you become part of the of the problem, really, you know. You, yeah, you're just a company man. Yeah, you're a company The man. worst thing in the world right, to become is a, is a oh, person God. who loves, or not loves, but who is all about their job their job oh yeah. awful I, so many people i work with yeah. don't listen yeah. to those please <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have bosses and i see that i know I think about so work. sick well i mean i feel like the most pe- the most miserable people i know on my job are the people who are like this place is great you know <laughs> they're, they're just they the hate they, as i've said yeah, many times they are. on this podcast if you love your job you're trash <laughs> <laughs> it's true get you're a mind bad. of your own yeah, get a mind you're a coward so to sum up, uh, when people die, please stop redirecting yeah, attention to yourself. Don't put yourself in it. Yeah. If somebody commits suicide, don't talk about how they can reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Actually think about the people in your life that you're close to. I, you can't mm-hmm. do anything about acquaintances. Why don't you just reach out to people? Yeah. You just, know? Just, I check in with friends all the time, you know? To say, hey, let's go do something. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't know. You might help somebody out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Calling friends is good. What? Calling friends is good. It's a yeah. good thing to do. Okay. I want to check out on somebody who's ghosting me, but I think it's a bad idea. No, that's a different... <laughs> you might be, you might be struggling. Who knows? Might be struggling. <laughs> you, you tell your crush. You tell your crush. <laughs> all, these, all these rationalizations we have. This is... If you ghost people, you're the struggling. worst fucking person in the world. <laughs> no, I know. Don't I know, ghost. I, know. I agree. You're I agree. making a human being miserable. No, I agree. It's, it's awful. It's terrible. It's awful. Just say, I'm not interested. That's yeah. all you have to say. What about ghosting a job? Well, the reason they do it is... Fuck that. Ghost the ghost fuck out of your job. You don't owe your job a goddamn thing other than the work that they pay you to do. Well, the reason ghost people ghost job. in romantic situations is so that they can just like come back. You know? Yeah, they zombie. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know. But I, it has to stop. It's yeah, terrible. It's I've been ghosted so many times and I'm just so, like... More than me? Fuck. I don't know. Probably not. Okay. But <laughs> What? <laughs> no, you have been. I've been ghosted enough times. Okay. Yeah. And it, it's just like, stop doing that to people. It's terrible. Yeah, stop, guys. <laughs> Hey, it's plug time. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do a few plugs real quickly. Uh, Join our forum at nahf.boards.net. We have some fun conversations happening there. Not really, but, you know, if you join, it'll be more fun. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and write us a review on iTunes. Pretty please. It's so helpful if you do that. Yeah, and do all those things and don't fucking text me. Yeah. Leave don't, Isaac alone. Do not text me your thoughts about the podcast. Yeah. That's, send them to the email or post them exactly. on the forum and we will respond there yeah. and it'll be great. Right. Uh, and then my social media is all Funzaroni, including my website. You can follow me there. Thank you. How do you spell that? F-U-N-Z-A-R-O-N-I. Funzaroni. Funzaroni. And why is it that? Uh, it's a name I picked ages ago and now it's too late. Yeah. To go back. Sounds around. Uh you can find me at isaacsimpson.com. That's my website. 
Uh, it's a portfolio website, so it's a lot of my work uh, in the advertising and journalism and brand creation world, but uh, you can also find ways to contact me there. Um, and also, uh, I don't really do socials, but you can find me on Medium. That's probably the best place to, to find me, or LinkedIn. I enjoy being linkedin so just LinkedIn Isaac Simpson, and you can uh, talk to me there. That's it. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Don't text Isaac.